Now, Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services. Hi, I'm Shara McNamara, and you are listening to Talk Real Estate. Let me share a little bit about my background before we get started. I am the broker owner of Boston Connect Real Estate, located on the South Shore, and I have been working as a full-time realtor and sales and marketing consultant for home buyers and home sellers for the past 15 years. My unique approach to assisting my clients to the next chapter of their lives is driven by being a team player and by offering them continuous training, education, advising, and mentoring. Every week, I will be providing you with real estate topics ranging from home buyer and home seller advice, legal matters, insurance binders, flood insurance concerns, home inspection questions, environmental worries like radon, lead paint, and mold, mortgages and loan programs, staging tips and ideas, real estate contracts, market trends, home values, and more. It's a talk radio show, and you can follow along online. If you have any questions during the show, please call 781-837-4900. We'd love to talk real estate. If you missed any of our shows, you can listen on my podcast at talkrealestateradio.com. If you would like a one-on-one consultation with me regarding your home sale or your home purchase, you can connect with me anytime at bostonconnect.com or 781-826-8000. Now, sit back, relax, take good notes, and let's talk real estate. I'm on your neighbors. This is Sharon McNamara, and you're also listening to Real Estate with uh, oh, the Real Estate with the McNamara Booker team. Here we are. Sorry, um, don't know why I just had to repeat that for a second. No, that's okay. <laughs> I couldn't hear myself. Thanks. I couldn't hear myself think. Thanks for joining. I, I really appreciate it. We have Mary Baker in the house tonight. Hello. I'm going to give myself a cheer. Yeah, we have Melissa mm-hmm. Wallace, who is putting <laughs> our stuff together right now. So she is getting us live on Facebook right now. So we should be up in running pretty soon and we also have dustin hughes is joining us from uh boston his background is a little more fun yeah i know (laughs) well before he sat down he had this nice um nice sign that somebody must have got maybe you guys got it Um, wine bar yeah you know what can i see that i think i know what the problem is maybe um i'm not sure but anyways um so tonight mary baker do you want to let everybody know what we're thinking about doing and uh, here's the thing, Ben, you know, we're only on until seven tonight. I think there's something going on at WETD. So they uh, are stopping us tonight at seven. So we have a short show, mm-hmm, a short show, but that's okay. Hey, we want to get out early on a Tuesday night and, you know, live it up. Good <laughs> that just means you get to condense all the fun. Yeah, exactly. So, um, Mary, why don't you tell everybody what our thoughts were? So this was kind of impromptu, which is, I feel like how the real estate roundtable is going anyways. Um, as of recently. And we were all sitting around last night and we have been talking about multiple offers for several weeks now. Um, one of which we just put a listing on, on the market, but we talked about it a little bit last week. We put a listing on the market last Monday and started to talk about multiple offers, offer deadlines and expectations. So we thought it'd be kind of fun and interesting to go into a um, kind of do's and don'ts when putting in multiple offers mm-hmm. or, or when putting in an offer, when searching for a house and when you're under contract with the house. Yeah, because, you know, one of the things that came up, we were really, really sad for a lot of the the buyers that were out there, you know, putting in offers. So, Dustin, why don't you give everybody an update on how everything worked out? So our listeners last week, just to fill you in again, um, it was um, 
68 Beachwood was the property that we were talking about. So and Hanson, and funny enough, as as we're sitting here, I just got a Zillow call. Oh really? <laughs> and for 68 Beachwood. Sorry, yeah, guys. we it's we gone. ended up what well, we did we didn't do an open house. We left it open for appointments Monday through Saturday. We ended up with 130 showings. From that, we presented to our seller 24 offers, mm-hmm. which has been a roller coaster to say the least. <laughs> that was real trial by what did you call it? Baptism by fire. Baptism by fire. I, I, yeah. I have a nice picture of Dustin yesterday, just like <laughs> at the end of the day, eight o'clock at night, just laying on our basement floor, being like, uh, can't do this. <laughs> Um, cause it's tedious. It's a lot of work and especially with the, um, and we talk about, you know, all the different, uh, things to be considering when you're reviewing offers, we go heavily, heavily into all of these offers. And when I say, say we, I mean, Melissa and Dustin in this scenario, and then they put together the spreadsheet that I think we've done, um, multiple shows on where we have done a zoom and show everybody what our spreadsheets look like and how we break all of the different categories for op- multiple offers down. Um, so there's just a lot to be considered, right? And I know what you're going to say. Okay, then go, go ahead. No, no, read my mind. Say it. Is it Lisa DeMilo? Yep. Go ahead, Mary. Go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have Lisa DeMilo with the WATD Traffic Center standing by. Lisa, how's it looking out there? Well, hello, Mary. Long time no talk. The expressway southbound stop and go from the tunnel down to Columbia Road. It breaks free for a bit, but you hit the brakes again from the Freeport Street on ramp down to Bryant Ave. Northbound's a 10-minute drive from Braintree up to Boston. Route 3 South is tied up from the expressway down towards Union Street. And Route 24 South is a 16-minute ride from 93 to 495. This report is sponsored by Big Y Foods. Summer means bar barbecues, picnics, and big wise just like mom's deli salads, homestyle potato, egg and potato, macaroni, or coleslaw made with only the finest ingredients and only at Big Y. Traffic on the nines every morning. I'm Lisa DeMilo in the WATD Traffic Center. We now return to Talk Real Estate, sponsored by Boston Connect Real Estate Services on 95.9 WATD. And we're back. You are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with Boston Connect Real Estate's broker team. My name is Melissa Wallace, and I'm here with my team members, Mary Baker, Sharon McNamara, and Dustin Hughes. Dustin is joining us via Zoom all the way in Boston. How was the traffic getting there? I I couldn't hear Lisa, so I have no idea what's going on. (laughs) No, it it wasn't bad. I got out out early enough. It was good. It was good. Okay. You made it home in time. That's great. I know. I know. just to reiterate what Sharon said, we are only on until seven o'clock tonight, but um, that means that we have to just be on purpose and uh, on task. So why don't we just dump, jump right into our uh, conversation? So I, I know we're talking about do's and don'ts. Um, does anybody want to discuss where they want to start first? Well, maybe talk about submitting off when you're submitting an offer. I mean, you guys went through the 24 offers yesterday, so there's things that probably stick out to you as, wow, this is really good, or no, this is kind of bad. So what Um, were some of the things that you were seeing? We could even start before we get to the contents of the offers. And I would say first, most important do, please, please read all instructions, including in the listing, please. 
I feel like we're giving a, a, what is that called? A PSA to real estate agents when we say that, because that's really what it is. I mean, buyers don't necessarily have the information at the tip of their fingers when we're saying reading in, um, read all instructions. Um, I think one of the things that we put directly right there in MLS was there are no interior photos, period. <laughs> we don't have any, there's, there's none. And I know that was a call that everybody was getting pretty much all week, right? Mm -hmm. Are there interior photos? Nope, still don't have them. Yep, they're not coming. So I, know, I think that's one of the things that you're talking about when you're saying read all instructions. Make sure to thoroughly read these descriptions. Yes, right? yes. You're, you're doing yourself a favor and saving yourself time. Yeah, it's a phone call not wasted. Yes, yes. Yeah, not every listing has, you know, uh, offer instructions. We just knew that there was going to be sort of a storm with this one. So we were actually going to put it on the market the week before, but we decided to wait. Um, we had two other listings going on the previous week. So um, we just knew that that all of the actually the listings were going to be pretty, um, pretty active. So we are sort of grateful that we waited the week because we did have, we ended up having 127 showings um, on that property with 24 offers. And, um, you know, we allowed people six days to to view the property which is sort of unheard of right now in this market um so um i'm sorry and unfair and unfair yeah so we we just wanted to make it as fair as possible um and i felt like we did because we ended up getting 24 buyers who really really wanted the property um but of course we can only choose one um, don't you wish you had a house for them all so yeah well i'm glad that we didn't represent all 24 people um <laughs> but but dustin had to make the the hard decision today and and sort of go through the order of all the people well, that came through and there, had to there, make the there were a few it. comments in the sense like oh sorry you have to do this and reach out to all these people and i would much rather have to reach out to all the agents 23 times than have to reach out to the client once because they they so yeah. many of them were just so vested and have repeatedly been coming up short that the agent hears no and there's an audible like, oh no, I cannot go back to them again with this news. Yeah. Um, yeah, but you know, like I said, it, it, with our listing, we, you know, we decided to do the offer deadline, you know, six days after we put it on the market to give people enough, um, you know, time. So, some people even saw um, the property more than once, and that's actually the um, the offer that our client ended up choosing. Um, they had seen the property more than once, so it was it was good. Um, you know, they sort of knew what they were getting into, and they they came in with a strong offer, and they were pretty confident in that, and. Um, I'm sure, uh, you know, Sharon gave the great news this morning. I'm sure the buyer is really happy. Um, but, you know, like I said, not every property does offer deadlines and, um, you know, with, with all these guidelines. So we wanted to make sure that, you know, everything, all documents were submitted. You know, it, it was everybody's, you know, best and final. Um, you know, we wanted everybody to put their best foot forward because we knew that there was going to be a lot of offers coming in. Um, so, you know, you wanted to be able to stand out in the crowd. Um, but, you know, you want to pay attention to all those things. So if you had six days to write an offer and submit it, there's no reason to submit an offer af after the deadline. Um, but not everybody listens. <laughs> I thought that that was one of the frustrating aspects of this whole thing was I felt like we were being so generous with our timeline and allowing 
you know, showings for six days when we had, you know, Trish Flynn came in the office the other day and she was so upset because a new listing came on the market. Her and Nick are working with a, a ton of different buyers, like seven, eight, ten buyers right now. And a new listing came on the market and literally the agent allotted two hours, two hours mm. for all the showings. Mm. It just doesn't seem realistic that people can do that. But I felt like some of the agents that were calling us, I was actually sort of, I was sort of um, surprised at the questions like you had said earlier, you know, we were so specific. We had everything right there in MLS, but I, I, this market sort of makes me a little nervous that people need to slow down a little bit mm-hmm. and realize you're representing clients and buyers and your fiduciary responsibility is to them. So don't worry about getting on to the next one. Just work on the one that you are dealing with. I think it's that, that could be a little bit of, um, you know, buyers agents being exhausted, uh, mm-hmm. fear, and just speaking to the product of the environment that we're in, that your buyers text you a house. They're worried that their buyers are, are going to go through Zillow and try and get to the listing agent oh, faster yeah. than they mm-hmm. can, or that, by the time that their buyer is sending it to them, it's already going to be gone. And mm-hmm. they're just reacting to the actual listing being online mm-hmm. versus reading everything and kind of going through it. So yeah. they could have probably saved themselves a lot of trouble by reading. But <laughs> I, I, don't mean, I don't mean that in a bad way. I just mean it's, it's an anxiety-ridden market. Even for, uh, Yeah, you know. that, I think that's true. And if you want to give a benefit of the doubt or maybe think of it from a different angle is that there is so much pressure to perform and you have to be at such a high level with what you're offering that that maybe they are seeing and they're like you know what this is big i i'm gonna call make sure i'm not missing anything make sure nothing or no information is being shared mm-hmm. and just covering all the bases and i mean it's obviously redundant for us when we're now doing it for 150 people but for them this is this is their one time this is the one offer their their client wants Absolutely. So, Mary, why don't we take turns asking um, Melissa and Dustin different questions as well, because they were really dissecting these. And this, I mean, they did such an awesome job putting all of this together, keeping it all organized, you know, checking all the different email um, email accounts that we have to make sure that we're getting all of the offers. Um, So one of my questions was um, in regard to, uh, I forgot what it was already. (laughs) Um, So it was in regard, it it really does, it's so bad. Um, But with timeline, I guess we'll talk a little bit about timeline. Um, Were you surprised about, I mean, how many people did we have that actually tried to surpass the timeline that we had given and that we had been instructed by our seller client to um, hold all offers. We only had one agent want their offer reviewed before the timeline. Is that what your question yeah. is? Yeah, mm-hmm. we only had one um, and we were instructed by the seller to hold all offers. And, you know, we, we said that and we can only say it as many times as we can in mm-hmm. the one language that we know how to say it. So, um, you know, we, yeah, it, it, we only got one. Um, everybody else um, actually hit the, the offer deadline or even extended it uh, by a day. So, um, you know, they either let them be good until today or even tomorrow. So, um, 
you know, we just had the one, the one which, agent. Yeah, which, which I felt like people were patient with us. And through this process, like we had so many agents that were like, hey, I'm sure that you guys are still putting things together. You know, mm-hmm. it, you know, that was really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, and in fact, we actually have a couple agents submitted offers and they listen to our show. So mm-hmm. hello to the agents who told me that you listen to us every Tuesday night mm-hmm. here on WATD. Um, we're All happy in. that... <laughs> yeah, um, we're happy that uh, you do listen to our show. And if you ever want to think about joining our office, why don't you give us a ringling? Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I think that it was it was good that it was only one person. But when we did discuss the offers with our client. I told our client exactly what had happened. And I think that that sort of put a little bit of a sour taste in his mouth. What do you guys think? Yeah, I mean, it it wasn't, at the end of the day, it wasn't very much a contender. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we just move say on. thank you and move on. Yeah. Um, but um, I, I also think that although the property is a great property and the potential is there, um, I don't necessarily think that we probably would have gotten 24 offers had we only allowed for showings for two hours or two days. It's because we allowed people to get in there for six days and had 127 showings that we were able to to do that. So that's why, you know, when we see, you know, no showings until open house, these are the only times that you can come in. Like we sort of question, is it this agent you know, requiring that or is it the seller, you know, and if it's the seller, our, our sort of um, suggestion would be let people see your house. I mean, you're selling it and, and you, you want offers to come in and Mm -hmm. offers aren't going to come in if nobody is able to see it Mm -hmm. Um, in that eight hour or or in those um, two hours that Trish was telling us about, there was only eight slots. So what if, eight people came through, didn't like the house and didn't put in an offer. Now mm-hmm. you have to wait another week because you will only do an open house. Yeah. It's it doesn't make sense. Strange. I mean, think about that. We had 127 showings and really only 24 offers. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know what that percentage is if somebody's good at uh, having a calculator on hand. Less than 25%. Yeah. So, I mean, that tells Less you. Less than 20%. Yeah. It tells you that, you know, everybody isn't going to put in an offer no matter how many showings you have. I feel really bad for the people that live on the street, though. I really think we should. I liked the don't idea. Don't give of, away the idea. Okay, we won't, but I, I also, think we should do it. I also think that if the off, the um, showings weren't back-to-back, people wouldn't have seen other people at the house. And mm-hmm. sometimes that's sort of that sort of steers people away from putting in an offer because they feel as though it is going to be a competitive house and mm-hmm. they might not have a chance. Mm-hmm. So, um, but there, I mean, there's so many factors to it. There's, mm-hmm. and I always tell people this about open house times, like there's no exact science. Like if people want the house, they'll come. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Do you have a question for them? I was just curious because, so you guys were so specific about putting in offer instructions, essentially saying this is what the package needs to consist of in order for it to be considered a complete package. Did you find that you had to go back to people requesting more information or um, additional information like pre-approvals? Because sometimes that happens where agents rush to get it in that a pre-approval isn't coming along with it or the lead paint or anything. Um, I think only two agents hadn't submitted their um, pre-approvals. Um, every time an offer came in, um, and we also, part of the offer deadline, 
or offer um, guidelines where to send it to our team email that all mm-hmm. of us have access to. Um, but I was primarily the person to open them um, along with Dustin and you know, we would just respond to them just saying that we received it. But we would just look to make sure that every everything that we needed was in it. We weren't like dissecting the offers as they were coming in, just mm-hmm. making sure we had complete packages. Um, there was one agent that I had reached out to and said that, you know, she had forgotten something and um, she didn't realize that she had forgotten it. So, um, but she was able to get it in before the offer deadline. So I really, I really only think two agents. Um, and I also got a lot of um, positive feedback from agents saying that they really liked the guidelines because they were able to submit complete packages and make it well aware to their buyer you need a Mm pre-approval in order to do this like you this is what you need to do you need to sign this in a timely fashion you need to you know Mm -hmm. actually show up to your you know you might only have one opportunity to see the house or maybe two you know Mm -hmm. so if anybody wants to see the house bring them now Mm -hmm. um so I think that um, it sort of forced agents to have that open communication with their client to make sure that they were all on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, that was actually a good point too, because I know that a lot of agents are feeling fresh, not frustrations, but it's, um, you know, they're telling, they're giving advice to their clients and saying, you know, you should have your pre-approval letter beforehand. You should have all these, you know, get all this together because when that one comes up, you really have to be ready and prepared to do it. And if you don't have your pre-approval letter, then you might miss out on the opportunity. So mm-hmm. um, with us, I think it was fortunate for a lot of the buyer clients that they had time to sort of get everything in order. So we had a bunch of showings at the beginning of the week and then it sort of trickled down as the week went on. So at least, but we got the majority of the offers in the last two days. Yeah, I think I had told Dustin on Friday before he left, I said, um, be on standby all weekend. Because get, get ready. <laughs> I will be, I'll be here all weekend after the open houses. Um, Mary and I did open houses this weekend at 780 Center Street, um, one of our new listing. Um, it's actually Mary's sister's house um, here in Pembroke. Uh, so, you know, came here after and sort of just made sure that we were on top of everything. So um, I think it definitely helped for Monday morning, sort of um, doing all of our cover sheets and our big spreadsheet to make sure that everything was printed out and organized. And then we pass it on and Sharon gets to deliver the, the hefty news of 24 <laughs> offers and go through all those with the clients. And we were here till nine o'clock last night. So yeah. <laughs> I actually did talk to the client uh, today because he had to sign obviously some documents today, but I thought that it was really nice um, what he had to say. So I'll read it to you guys so you can hear it as well. So um, he said uh, he just sign some stuff. Let me just see where he said, um, okay, thanks Sharon. When I asked him to do something, you know, sign some stuff. And he said, thought you had a very comprehensive presentation last night. So I thought that that was nice because I think keeping everything organized, like I said, you guys did a really good job of keeping it organized because during the process too, there were some agents that were changing and making adjustments and going back and forth a little bit. So yeah, uh, trying to stay on track with that was important. Yeah, and I think the, the other agents were did a pretty good job with following up, just making sure like, oh, just wanna make sure that you got, you know, 
my offer if we didn't respond in the 20 minutes that yeah. they sent the offer, which which was good. Um, but we were able to get back to everybody um, and and get those over. There was something that I was going to say when you were talking, but I can't remember what it was. Oh, um, I know we talk about love letters here. I was actually pretty <laughs> surprised. Like out of 24 offers, I think 20 of them had love letters. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sort of... Uh, Sharon, let me let me read the the love letter that they ended up choosing to the to the client last yeah. night. So, um, but I didn't even read any of the. I I think I read two of them, and I love to read them. And I was like, "There's just too many. I can't follow <laughs> many people." So I'll read who whoever gets chosen. Yeah. Then you were gonna feel bad for all of them, right? Yeah. It also speaks to the type of buyer that you had too. It wasn't the investor buyer. It mm-hmm. was somebody who was looking to make that their family home, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that was um, you know a factor that was important to the seller mm-hmm. is that you know it was his family's home and he wants it to be somebody else's you know home. They, they make it their own. Um, so I think that that's that's who uh, I think that's what they're gonna do. The yeah. people who chose uh, again to IWA two D listeners, you are listening to Talk Real Estate Roundtable with the McNamara Broker Team here at Boston Connect Real Estate. We are servicing the South Shore, so we are your real estate source for. Uh, from Boston. We are certainly mm, connecting Boston <laughs> to the South Shore for real right now. So uh, a lot of people coming out this way right now. Uh, we have Dustin Hughes who is in Boston and we have Mary Baker and Melissa Wallace in home studio with me right now. If you have any questions, please call Ben. He is at the WATD studio in Marshfield, 781-837-4900. 781-837-4900. So you can ask us any question about real estate. doesn't have to necessarily be what we're talking about we're just you know we thought we have a short show so we're going to go over the don'ts of you know real estate when you are submitting an offer in a multiple offer situation and um, hopefully we're not beating a dead horse here because we talk about it every week well it it's so I was thinking about it earlier and I was like okay so let's do kind of like a synopsis of um, what went on with us this past weekend or how we left everybody off last Tuesday kind of just saying kind of setting ourselves up to say all right this is mm-hmm. this is the culmination of what happened when we listed 68 Beachwood Road right mm-hmm. um, but then another point that we that was brought up yesterday and this is really where the don'ts came from mm-hmm. is things not to do once you're under contract with uh, with yeah. a buyer with um, a whether you're a buyer or a seller, mainly ours ours derive to buyers or ours are directed towards buyers. But what you shouldn't be doing after you've signed an offer or after you've gone through your home inspection or signed your purchase and sales agreement, there are lots of do's and don'ts. These we we had a few that we just wanted to mention, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we can jump onto that. Go ahead. I don't. Even I, want to I, I, does anybody else have anything they want to say about sixty eight Beachwood though? Because that I mean, it was it was all consuming. I feel like that's yeah. that name. Dustin got a phone call on another listing today. <laughs> oh, uh, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> like, this, this isn't about sixty eight Beachwood Road. I don't understand. I know we did field so many questions <laughs> on that one, but it was good. Um, I did have a random. It was nice actually to get the opportunity to talk to so many agents. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Nobody yeah. me. Are you trying to get us, Ben? I did. I didn't want to interrupt that you guys were rocking and rolling, but I had a rando question for you just because it came up in conversation earlier with someone. I went uh, did a little voting earlier today, 
And uh, I wasn't really sure where I was going, but I ended up talking with someone. We walked into the same place together. It worked out. But one of our comments was interesting to me. Uh, we were walking by. We commented about, man, there's a lot of people at the entrance of this place. It's just one of the schools over in Weymouth. And she said, I would never buy a place anywhere near a school for that reason. And I said, really? That's interesting. I got to remember this and ask Sharon and the girls about it. Yeah, and, and Dustin. No, no disrespect, Dustin. Uh, concept. Well, I think that, you know what, when you have voting, you know, that's one day of, you know, every the once school, in a while. Yeah. The, you know, I mean, how often are there votes that's going what I on thought, yeah. know, a couple times a year, maybe? But think about, I think that you would be okay with living near a school. Well, you would be okay with the voting if you were okay living by a school because maybe somebody might not choose to live by a school because they don't want buses going by and people dropping off every day. Yeah. You know, the voting thing is like one, it's two times a year. Right. But I guess that they weren't thinking about that aspect of it. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what the actual train of thought on the comment was, but uh, it just, <laughs> it, it seemed like of all the things to pick, I mean, like you just said, it's like what, once, twice, maybe every four years? You're exactly right. It's, it's somebody who isn't looking to be nearby a school or, or that doesn't appeal to them if they're going to completely disregard the house. They're disregarding it because, not because of voting season. Right. Maybe yeah. they should have uh, thought of moving to Idaho or something. Yeah. I mean, um, I've, I've never, of all the buyers I've worked with, that has never been um, the deterrent. Uh, I, I thought maybe, I thought it was interesting. That it was, and they just never said it out loud. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. I mean, it's just interesting. Of of all the things somebody could have clung to, like that that was the one. That was the winning ticket. <laughs> no, I think it's so just be. great that somebody actually found the energy to talk while they were in line. Because I think, you know, oh, remember when we first put the masks on? It's almost like our lips were shut. Like oh, no yeah. one talked to anybody anymore. You know what I oh, mean? Yeah, people are talking all over the place with these masks on. Yep. Yeah, people, yeah, at least it's nice that you had a conversation while you were in line. It's so. like second. Right. Oh, we weren't even really in line yet, honestly. We were actually uh, walking. It, the, the usual entrance of the place where you usually go in wasn't open. So. I just saw people walking around back, and I said, hey, are you going to the same? You go, okay, cool, we'll go that way. So I initiated the conversation, uh, and but you're right. You know, she opened right up right afterwards and started chipping, and chipping away, and it was like, oh, okay, cool. Well, nice to make a new friend randomly. You should have said, you know what? Why don't you listen to the girls tonight on Talk Real Estate Roundtable? We'll, and have a discussion <laughs> we'll, ask, we'll ask the question. Yeah. How many people care about that? Right. But, you know, that is something, too. You know, certain people want to be close to the school because then the kids can walk to school and things. I guess it really all matters you know, where you are and what you're doing and what chapter of life you're in. But if you just certainly, if you don't have children, I doubt that you would want to be right near school, right? You know what I mean? So totally. you have that constant kids in the playground and all that other stuff. But um, so back to 68 Beachwood, um, when it comes to the offers and everything, and we will talk about some of your um, do's and don'ts. Um, just don'ts. Yeah, no don'ts. Do's. You don'ts after you do have something accepted. But one of the things that was really difficult in the way when you have 24 offers, how do you go through all the offers and I started talking to some of the agents in our office today about it. So the nice spreadsheets that Melissa and Dustin put together for us, what we did is we did a Zoom meeting with our client last night. He's actually in Ohio. So um, we Zoomed and he, we went through every single offer in the order that they were, that they arrived. And then what I said to him, Tell me what is your importance level. We have 24 What's offers. What's most yeah. important to you? Exactly. What so, are you looking for? So the first thing he said was, you know, are there any that didn't have any home inspections, right? Because that would make that whole process a little bit easier. So we went through the ones that didn't have a home inspection. 
he asked about financing. So we went through the ones that had financing. So unfortunately, this home was not a home that would probably withstand an appraisal through the FHA or VA process. We love our veterans. I promise you that. I don't, I'm, we're not agents that shy away from that type of loan. We just know that it wouldn't pass that type of inspection. So we're able to, and when you have to start somewhere, you start somewhere, crossing yeah. off. But that's one of the important things for buyers too is if you do have FHA or VA, that's great. Go with it if that's the one that's going to work for you. But you should also have a backup just in case you get to the house that has peeling, chipping paint or railings missing or something like that that's going to be flagged then maybe you can switch over to conventional, mm -hmm. right? So have a backup plan for the type of um, loan option you're going to go for. So we sort of just went through the list and sort of minimized everything. And then we came to one and we we're like, oh, this one's great. And then that person wasn't putting a lot down for financing. So we were like, all right, well, we'll call the agent. So we did this beforehand and we called the agent just, hey, is there any chance that your client can put more down at purchase and sales agreement? Just when we get to this time with our seller, we just want to tell him if they can or can't. But then it came up in conversation that they actually had a house to sell <laughs> and it, it was not contingent upon a sale. So it was, it was, it was good that we made that conversation have had that conversation you know what I mean so um, I just think making sure that you're very thorough in your offers because that's a very dangerous situation for a buyer to sort of be in potentially very much so yeah <laughs> no, I, it was it's, it was kind of surprising but I feel like sorry Dustin um, I feel like sometimes agents in general not they're not trying to be com deceitful it's mm -hmm. it's trying to shine the best light on their clients and by doing that they can unintentionally be putting their clients in a in a not so great position mm -hmm. yeah what were you going to say dustin I, I was just going to say something like that's going to come up and i think the only thing worse than not getting the offer is getting it and then having it fall through because you didn't really you couldn't disclose all the information that's a very good point. Um, so one of the other things, um, I was going to say something else. Why don't we talk about the Jones? Because we honestly, we have a short show tonight. Uh, so we have 10 more minutes left until 7 o'clock. And if you have any questions for us regarding real estate, please feel free to give our friend Ben a call. I almost said our buddy Ben. Our buddy Ben. Our buddy Ben uh, at the studio, 781-837-4900. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to connect uh, via Facebook tonight, so you just have us via WATD, but that's what's most important anyways. So we are live on the air, 781-837-4900. And go ahead, Mary, take it from here. Some of the things that oh, you were going to suggest. Yeah. Um, well, so once... You any loan officer is going to tell you this, and I think we've talked about this probably in a first-time homebuyer setting. Don't open any new lines of credit. Once you get your offer accepted, don't start putting up all your cash that you've saved up into the bank. Don't open up a new credit card. Don't go buy a car. Um, that's not really our forte. That's not that's not what we're responsible in the real estate transaction for. But it can't hurt to say, right? So don't do any of that stuff. Do you think? Yeah. Um, then this was what actually triggered the topic of conversation yesterday is, so we have a signed um, offer. We've gone through home inspection. We've even gone to the point of signing purchase and sales agreement and having an appraisal on a property. And then we get a phone call 
mm. from somebody else who also wants to appraise the property. Um, so what what does that signify to us? If we're if we've already had an appraisal on a property, on this mm-hmm. was this is um, one of our listings that we have under agreement. If we've already had the appraisal last week, and then somebody calls us this week and wants to appraise it, a different person. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? So one of the things I was thinking of was, did something happen with the first appraisal? Was there an issue and Mm -hmm. they appealed it and tried to get another one? Or did the client, the buyer client end up changing their financing and didn't inform us beforehand? So we- And why is that such a big deal? Yeah, so I ended up calling the agent uh, just to say, you know, just a little confused because I see that there's another appraisal that was set up and she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, <laughs> I, I was nonchalantly. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry about that. Oh, did, yeah. Oh, didn't tell you? I thought I mind. I know. And it's just, it's, you don't think it's a big deal because you certainly do want the buyers to be able to get the best rate. And the buyer was able to, her client was able to get a better rate with a different company, Great. Um, a different mortgage company. And I think that that's fantastic. And there's nothing wrong with that. The problem is you've now changed and manipulated your offer to purchase, which is what the seller agreed to. And that was with your pre-approval letter with the bank that you were going to use. So now that you've decided midstream to just change your loan officer, your company, you've changed the terms of your accepted offer. Mm -hmm. So it really puts the buyer in a weird position. Um, I actually called a manual on it, who's the attorney for the seller. And he said, I am sure, 100% sure that they didn't tell their attorney because their attorney would have told them that they basically have compromised their mortgage contingency by making a change. So if it doesn't go through, that means that they potentially could lose their deposit, which is a really bad place to be. So you're much better off asking and getting these answers beforehand. Don't just assume that it's okay. Um, Everybody, whether it's, you know, if you're the buyer and we're on the listing side, we really want the best for you as well. Um, We just want to make sure that everybody is on the same table and um, on the same track. And we don't want you to compromise your deposit ever because the last thing in the world we would ever want is for someone to lose their deposit, whether they work for us directly or if they're buying one of our listings. So um, at any rate, we're fine with you changing. I just hope that it goes through. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think that's, and that's what we were talking about a little bit yesterday was it would be fine. It would be better if the buyer were to say, or the buyer, whomever on the buyer side say, hey, listen, you know, we didn't, because the market is so fast paced, we didn't actually have an opportunity to shop rates the way we really would have wanted to mm-hmm. prior to getting this under contract. Um, and we just heard from a family friend, they referred us to a bank, they can give us a better rate. It's not going to change the terms of our loan. We can still qualify for the same thing, mm-hmm. but we will have to kind of start the process from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Um, and that at least could have been negotiated through the attorneys to a, to a point where the seller had an option, but because the seller didn't have an option, that's what really compromises the mortgage mm-hmm. contingency, right? Mm-hmm. So 
yeah, I just... And too, I mean, you can't just change dates. You know what I mean? The commitment letter date is in the purchase and sales agreement. So Oh, that, so the commitment is getting extended. Well, that's only... Potentially. If it could, but I mean, we don't have to. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. You're only asking for an extension because you changed banks. We didn't ask you to change banks and we didn't tell you to change banks. You decided to change banks. So that's where the compromising your pure purchase and sales agreement comes in. Gotcha. So if they don't get their purchase, if they don't get their commitment letter, they've already broken that mortgage contingent contingency could lose there. So that's why it's so important. I don't think buyers probably realize that. Oh no. That's, and that's, that was the point we were like, we need to, we need to talk about this, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Cause yeah. there's so many different nuances with it. Um, mm-hmm. It's not just as cut and dry as I want to get a better rate. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Do you guys, Mel, Dustin, anything Thoughts? that you want to jump into the round table about? It's, it's just one of those overarching life themes if if you just communicate and let everyone know where you're at it, you'll you'll be okay you'll probably be able to to get what you want or do or make these changes it's just a matter of letting people know so maybe your do will be do over communicate <laughs> always over communicate always yeah if you're going to make drastic changes to something you signed a contract <laughs> about <laughs> I wish everybody could see your face. (laughs) I know, absolutely. Mel, any input on your thoughts on that? I mean, you see everything that's going on with the agents and things like that. Um, I don't have anything to add about that. I would say um, a don't of mine would be to don't leave your home inspection and then think that you can bring in a bunch of people to look through the house. Um, If if the listing agent is... um, well-versed in something like that happening, um, they typically won't let you back into the house after uh, until after a signed purchase and sales agreement if you've waived your home inspection because mm-hmm. some people right now um, are waiving their home inspections but still bringing people in, you know, just, just for measuring. Yeah. Um, yeah. For informational purposes only. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if you put in that your, your home inspection is for informational purposes only, we just laugh at that because you've wasted time typing that. It <laughs> what, is, what did our client say about it like last it. night? And it was so funny. We're like, wow, that's just perfect. How, like, how, how is that different? Like, yeah. what, or like, what's the difference? <laughs> how is it different than any other inspection? Yeah. Oh, great great one because um it's not inspection yeah. <laughs> is for your own information and whether yeah. you choose or not to accept it it was the what? way he said it too he's like so, so what? like it was just like so like it's an inspection yeah and the other thing too mel is when we're noticing about the purchase and sales agreement and you're saying you know we used to be like okay you're not doing it until after the purchase and sales agreement we're basically saying no completely right now until commitment is in and the reason being is, remember, we had probably, what, four weeks ago, we had Steve Cook on, and he said that he had done an inspection for somebody. Mm-hmm. It didn't go well, and he had already signed purchase and sales, and this was for informational purposes only. And then he literally said to Steve, I'm just going to go out and buy something very expensive, and then I won't get the mortgage, and my mortgage contingency will basically get me out and get my money back. That's still crazy. That is so crazy that people can be that you know what I mean? Manipulative to think about things like that. But I feel like desperate people do desperate things in desperate times. I'd be afraid. I'd be like, what if it doesn't work out? Is that fraud? Is the IRS going to come after me? Is the FBI? (laughs) But desperate people do desperate things in desperate times. And I just feel like that's the frenzy. Remember, we had a caller a couple weeks ago and he called it a frenzy. And I just love it. Um, It's just the frenzy of what's going on out there right now. And the buyers 
I feel bad for them. 127 showings. That means there's 127 buyers just in this little area looking for a house. Like, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. So if you're thinking about putting your house on the market, right now is the time. And we promise you that the McNamara Broker Team will get you 127 <laughs> people through the door <laughs> and hopefully 24 offers. List price depending. Yes, exactly. Exactly. So, Ben, how are we doing on time? We got about three minutes left. Okay, perfect. So we don't have much time left. Mel, do you want to let everybody know about um, how people can hear our past uh, shows and everything? I did do some updates on our podcast this week, and I think it looks pretty good. Yeah, you can go to talkrealestateroundtable.com, listen to any of our past shows. You can go to bossingconnect.com. Um, you can look for us, Talk Real Estate Roundtable, on your podcast app, iTunes, Spotify, um, you can follow us on social media, McNamara Broker Team and Boston Connect Real Estate. You can find all of our contact information um, at, um, sorry, <laughs> they have a, um, you just, yeah, you can find all of our contact information at bostonconnect.com. Um, you can call me here at the office, 781-826-8000, and I can connect you to anybody that you want to talk to here. Mm -hmm. um, we do have a new listing coming on in Pembroke, but um, we we aren't going to reveal too much, so you got to follow us on social media. So hopefully tomorrow we'll be posting something um, about our new listing here in Pembroke. Yes, it's a very big house. It's a great neighborhood. On, great neighborhood going on the market for six nineteen nine. Uh, it has a swimming pool, and I know that's what everybody wants right now because of COVID. Yeah, because They're just it was home. really, really hot this summer. It was. I hope I, we have every summer like this. Summer? Sounds just. Yeah, I hope it's just like this from my lips to well, God's I, ears. I'm gonna need an outdoor shower then because yeah. Well, I know a plumber. The McNamara Plumbing. Sun this weekend. Oh, that's great. So um, we will be doing some open houses this weekend, or I will be doing an open house at our new listing. And um, again, we will give you that address. Mel will be uh, posting something as a coming soon on Facebook. So make sure that you follow us on social media. And that's the McNamara Broker team. And uh, you'll be sure to find everything that's going on with us and our team. And you can go to the Boston Connect real estate uh, page as well and find everything. BostonConnect.com to see uh, all of our contact information. Dustin, anything you want to share? Before we uh, sign off here, it was a quick show. Quick one. I'll see you next week. All right. Perfect. All right, everybody. Well, we will see you next week. And until then, be safe. And uh, if you need anything real estate, give us a buzz. 781-826-8000. Bye, Ben. Don't forget to say bye to your dad. Oh, bye, dad. Love you. And say bye to mom. Bye, mom. <laughs> <laughs>